If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. Love is more than a feeling. Hi friends, it's Diane, and I'm here to talk to you today about some facets of love, the, the idea of love, the principle of love that aren't often talked about. And because we're focusing on the principle of love this month, I thought it would be important for us to talk about the fact that love is more than a feeling. So many times I hear people talk about their feeling of being in love or feeling love, and that is a part of it. I'm not saying that that's not the case, but what I am saying is there's so much more. Now, the feeling of love, like any feeling, is simply an energy source that tells us we are alive. So however we define love, as we experience in our mind, our heart, our body, That is our definition of it. So I could say I love something, and you could say you love the same thing, and we would have similar but yet not identical physiological, mental, and emotional experiences. This is because our autobiographies are different. Our nervous systems are made up differently. It's like kind of like we're the same but different. So we might say that we feel a tingle in our in our heart, or butterflies in our stomach, or an interesting experience, you know, or feeling in our hand. All of those could be true, and we would still be feeling what we call love. So over our lifetimes, we have learned how to associate a certain experience with that word. And no two of us do it the same. Like I hear a lot about neurodiversity, and we hear that in reference to the brain. I see it in all beings, in all parts of our nervous systems. My, my view of neurodiversity or, or what people call that is much larger, knowing that if we took all, all of us in a room and said, okay, let's describe an experience and test out what that love experience is, there will be as many different experiences, definitions, and understandings as there are people. So to remember that, you know, sometimes gifted people have that existential depression that says nobody's ever going to get me. Well, on some level, that's true for all human beings because none of us are made exactly the same as the others of us. That, I think, is the beauty of it all, right? So love is much more than a feeling. It's much more than the feeling and experience you have that you call love in your body and in your mind. Now, another part of love that has my attention um, is the whole phrase, love hurts. And, and people say, well, I can't, I can't 
love somebody because it hurts to be in love or when you love somebody, you hurt them or you feel hurt by someone all in the name of love. All of those things are misdirections. Love is not a hurtful, painful experience in and of itself. However, if you have a belief system or you're in um, a part of your life where the love of power or the control or domination or gaslighting or something is wrapped up in love, then the experience of hurt is not the love, it's the taintedness that was wrapped up in it. Just like when, um, you know, some people, a lot, of, a lot of sexual trauma actually happens from people who say they love you. Or people say it hurts me more than it hurts you. That's not love. So there's so often that we use the word love very recklessly or as a way to control or manipulate somebody else. And that's not love. That's called control and manipulation. So think about it. Do you have any part of your belief system, any part of that inner you going, oh my, love hurts? If you do, you want to look at that and you want to find a way to heal that or rectify that belief system because it's not in alignment. And a lot of people start out with those kinds of belief systems about love itself and they're not in alignment because they've allowed information and definitions that are not serving the higher good to get in our system. That's what part of growing up and healing and becoming more wise is. It's going, hold on a minute. Is what I think about something really the case? So it's not about judging or being mad at ourselves or someone else. It's about understanding that the more awareness we have, the more flexibility and the more opportunity we create for ourselves. And that's the goal. Now, there's also love as a state, as a state of being. And this one is something that it takes a while sometimes to practice and to really live it. And it's not very hard to mentally understand. And so we think about love often in our Western societies, giving love or receiving love. And you've always hear that you can't give what you don't have, right? Got to give from the overflow or I'll give to you once I get it from you. That's called control manipulation. So we can give love and we can receive love. That's true. But the state of love is actually being the energy being the vibration being the presence of love without have you know having it be disconnected from the idea of giving or taking so the state of being of love is a way of existing where the the love feeling the love vibration the love energy whatever you want to call it emanates from you like you're a beacon of it so you can be in a state of love. You can be the love and still have other emotions like anger and grief and pain and also love the emotion. But the state of love, the being willing to be in the space of being the love, free of giving and receiving, allows us a lot of room, a lot of space for flexibility in a lot of space to experience all of our rich, deep emotions without losing the state of being, being the love. 
And that, I think, is a big goal for a lot of people who are on spiritual journeys or are trying to grow in their personal development, is to be willing to be able to just be that love. I imagine like standing uh, on a dark stage or something and that single stage light coming down and you're standing in the column of light and you are the light. You are that. And it's that presence that means so much to all of us when any of us can be in that space. And then out of that being love also comes what a lot of people call the whole love language idea. Like, how do you do love anyway? And, you know, there's even a book about it, right? And, but I, I see it differently. You know, I see it's the same but different. I look at it as, well, how do you emanate your gift of love? How does it come through you? Does it come through you as a vibe? Like people can feel you coming. Does it come through in creativity or expression of some, ha- of some kind? Does it come through teaching or, or creating things? All different ways, right? How does it come through you? You know, you, um, when you go into a room, if there's other people in the room, they feel your presence. And if you're already in a room and somebody walks in the room or somebody leaves a room, if there's a group of people especially, you can feel the shift and the change. Well, if the person is being love, you feel it. If the person's being angry or grieving or upset, you feel that too. So how can you allow yourself to let your love language be that presence, that strong, sovereign presence of love, knowing that love has is the ability and the willingness to allow others to do what's right for themselves without any insistence they satisfy you. So can you be the love even in the face of people not doing what you want them to do? So when you think about this for just a minute and you think about how we express our love, there are some people who might need to hear your voice and hear the words, I love you, or something like that, that the auditory part of this is very important to them. But if they're in a relationship with somebody who is very visual, then that person might send gifts or send flowers or something that's visual, that's a thing. And that would be a mismatch because the person yearning to hear about love and that's what turns them on, are receiving gifts and things, and those are nice, but it doesn't match the way the person receives. So, so often we give love in the way we want to receive it, and that could be very different from the person you're trying to give it to, how they receive it. So a homework assignment that I often give couples I work with is to sit with each other and look at each other and one person go first and then the other person and you ask the question, how do you know I love you? And then sometimes the person answers all sheepishly or whatever or maybe even giggles and goes, well, you know, I just love you. And then you quietly again say, well, how do you know that I love you? Specifically, how do you know? And pretty soon they will get more and more specific. So if they say something else general, you say specifically, how do you know? 
And their answer is their love language. Their answer is the way they can receive it. So then if you're paying attention, you will start to give more and more love toward them in that way that they receive it. I know it sounds very elementary, but I can't tell you how many couples I've worked with where I started talking about these things and they had taken it for granted that they just loved each other and never really paid attention to if they were actually matching the receiver's way of doing things. And then once we line everything up and I share love with you the way you want to receive it and you share love with me the way I want to receive it, and then there's other expressions as well, then then we have opportunity for even more amazing connection. We have opportunity to be in the state of love, to let love be our state. And we can have anger and grief and frustration and joy and happiness and still have that column kind of presence, that, that very steady presence, that calm in the middle of the storm presence of love because we know how to express it to and with others and ourselves, right? So, so important. So love is much more than a feeling. It's a state of being. It's actions. It's experience. And a lot of it has to do with our autobiographies. It also has to do a lot with our training, our understanding, our awareness. And so as you grow and as you expand and as you continue on in your life, love is who you are. And anything short of that or anything we do different than love may or may not be in alignment for us. So that's our question to ourselves. Is the way I'm feeling and behaving in alignment with the real essence of who I am? How is that working? Are you feeling love? Are you standing in your state of love? Are you allowing yourself to offer love to those people in your world that are important to you in a way they understand it, not necessarily only in the way you want to give it? So let's all go out and pay attention to how the, pers- the people that we love, how will they receive it? And how can we allow ourselves to match the way people who are important to us receive love? How can we stand in our sovereign presence, being the love, raising our vibration, our intention, our essence, so that we can be the very love? How can we do that? And how do we remind ourselves that the feeling of love is simply an energy source that tells us we're alive? And we will experience it differently at different times in our lives, in different ways, and regarding different topics. So love, my friends, is more than a feeling. If you have any questions or comments or you want to connect in any way, feel free to email me or sign up for a discovery call. I'm happy to to speak with you and go further into this really amazing topic. And until the next time, remember... Put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you are a rock star 
You are here on purpose with a mighty purpose. So go out there and be the love, that presence that is strong and powerful and kind and compassionate and nurturing. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, this is Diane saying, be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone gets me.